Hey, this is your host, Kyle Gorman. And before we get started today, I want to share with you a free resource that we have created to help you develop your leadership skills. And basically what this is, it's the four strategies that great leaders use to increase retention, to build loyalty amongst their team, and ultimately to help them lead high-performing teams. You can get this free download at theemployerblueprint.com backslash great leaders. And this is completely free. Also within that is a wonderful offer for our online training course. But I want to encourage you to check out theemployerblueprint.com backslash great leaders to get your free download today. Welcome to the Employer Blueprint Podcast, where we help leaders build great teams for great companies with your host, entrepreneur and leadership coach, Kyle Gorman. One of the first things that we will learn in leadership is that no one else is just like us, which is actually a great thing. The problem is we generally know very well how we think and operate. We have a harder time figuring out how to lead other people because they're different than us. And on today's episode, we talk to Mads Singers, and uh, we actually dive into quite a bit. And so we're breaking this up into two episodes. This week, we're specifically going to spend some time on uh, managing people that are different from you and and how to do that effectively. And then next week, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about giving people some freedoms and then also how to use personality assessments in your business. Um, But understand this is a normal thing that we all try to figure out how to do. How do we lead people and how do we manage people that are different from us? And how do we do so effectively without saying, well, because they're different, it must be wrong, and therefore they're not right for me or my business, when in reality, that's not the case at all. So really pay attention and enjoy this week's episode. Make sure you hit subscribe so that you get notified when next week's episode drops uh, so you can hear the rest of our conversation with Mad Singers and all of the things that he has to share with us, uh, which is really some some tremendous information that can help you in your leadership and how you're, you're leading the people around you. Also, if you have any questions, be sure to uh, reach out to us at podcast at employerblueprint.com. Let us know what you'd like to hear more of. Let us know if you have any questions or need some additional insights from something that you hear in this week's episode. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining us this week on the Employer Blueprint Podcast. Uh, You know, as you all have heard me say many a times, um, you know, many of you are even in the situation that oftentimes small and mid-sized business owners, uh, they're great in their industry, they're great in their field, um, and, and, uh, you know, maybe they're... You're an amazing salesperson even. Uh, but then all of a sudden for the business to grow, you realize you've got to bring in people. And so you bring in more support people or marketing and sales and all these all these other folks. And then all of a sudden you turn around and realize uh, the whole crux of your business, the, the frustrations that you experience on a daily basis are because of this, uh, this team of people that you have around you. And um, you may have learned all there is to know about your industry, but 
you don't know how to manage the people. You don't know how to relate well and communicate well and help develop a high-performing team around you. And um, as you know, this is a great passion of mine and something that I hope every week we're able to help you with. And this week in particular, we have a leading expert in this space and people management and how to get the most out of the team around you, the people that are working with you, uh, so that you then can be the most effective and productive business owner, CEO that you can possibly be. So very excited to welcome Mads Singer on the show and um, looking forward to having him uh, share his knowledge and expertise. So Mads, thank you so much for joining us. And as we jump in here, why don't you walk us through your history and experience and catch us up to how you got to where you are now. Sure. Well, th first of all, thank you so much for, for having me here, Kai. It's definitely a pleasure. Uh, as you know, I, I love talking about the subject of people management and how to, to grow and scale effectively, right? Um, so basically, to, to make it short, my, my career, I worked uh, corporate with Xerox and IBM, very big companies, very... Yeah, very, very big companies in, in every way, well, good and bad, right? right. Um, about six, seven years ago now, I, I took the jump. I'd already been coaching people for a couple of years outside IBM when, when I worked there, but I took the jump. I went into pretty much full-time entrepreneur. Um, I've, I've never wanted to have coaching be more than 20% of my time. Mm -hmm. So I've always been very, very keen on always doing what I teach because I've had many coaches and many mentors and the likes myself. And I, I always really appreciate when I'm working with people that walk the walk. Right. Yes. So yes. besides, besides the coaching, I, I run a bunch of other businesses. Uh, the biggest one, an outsourcing company where we have about 130 some people and I have a, yeah, a small SEO company as well. Mm -hmm. And we've, we've, dabbled in a, in a few different businesses, but, but, uh, generally sort of my, my, my focus over the last few years have mostly been on the, the outsourcing business and real helping people with that stuff as well. But my, my bread and butter, my passion is, is definitely my management stuff. And this is, uh, I, I love developing teams. I, I, I mean, one, one of the critical lessons, and it actually goes back to what you said in the start, one of the critical lessons I learned the hard way is that very often when you're the expert, you aren't a great manager because what happens is when you're the expert, when you're the know-it-all, mm -hmm. you often don't have time to do management. And I think for me, that revelation came through corporate when, you know, for, for a long time, I was always managing people in a space that I knew very well and everyone would always come to me and, you know, it was always about my choices. Yeah. Whereas when I went into the first management role where I was a bit blank and I didn't know much about the, the team and, and what they were doing and stuff, mm -hmm. that was actually the point where I learned, probably had the biggest jump in terms of performance and in terms of really getting to know myself because I, I had struggled, like most people, I had struggled with delegation for a long time. Mm -hmm. And um, this was really a huge eye-opener for me, right? Yeah. Um, because the, the thing is, when you walk into a place in a situation where you need to manage people, 
where you don't know what they're doing. You actually have to trust your people. You actually have to give people responsibility and ownership. Uh, you can't just be making all the decisions. You can't be the spider in the middle, say, sitting, doing everything all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I, I'm very, very happy I had that experience corporate and it helped me big time when I started my own companies because it, it really helped me from the get-go kind of set up great systems. And, and it, it really helped me change the mindset in terms of delegation, which, which had up to that point been my biggest weakness. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And th- th- you know, there are a couple of things that I love uh, that you talked about in there that I really want to make sure point out. Um, one is, you know, you, you mentioned that you only wanted you you never wanted coaching more than twenty percent of your overall business because you wanted to be um, practical and be able to actually use the things that you're talking about. And the way that I often put that is, uh, I coach because I'm an entrepreneur. I'm not an entrepreneur because I coach. Because I've seen a lot of people, just as you'd mentioned, they've built an entire business around coaching, um, and in the first year or two, that may be okay, but the market changes and, and the workforce evolves. And, um, and then next thing you know, four or five years, 10 years, 15 years later, um, the things that we may be coaching may not be quite as relevant because we're not experiencing it in an ever-evolving market. And so uh, I love that you're doing that because you're able to actually put into practice the things you're talking about. Um, and then as those things shift and evolve or as, you know, it, it may not, the principles are generally the same. The principles don't change, but maybe the implementation of those principles starts to change a little bit. And um, so I love the fact uh, that a, you're doing a that. A great example, a, a great example of that is, uh, I mean, even the last sort of three, four, five years with me, like um, particularly like workforce used to be domestic, right? Mm-hmm. And I've I've done a lot of outsourcing and so on, but but I would say majority of my client nowadays are literally hiring people all around the world. Yeah, like you know they're hiring a sales manager in South Africa and a you know a developer in Eastern Europe and like the. the like the world have opened up, right? right. And right. and and managing people that are remote with different, you know, different cultures. Like, if you're not a great manager, mm-hmm. what happens is when you have a remote team, all your weaknesses just get blown up, right? right. Like the the stuff you can kind of get away with when you're in an office with people. Mm-hmm. A lot of that stuff uh, just doesn't work remote, right? So. Right if you're building remote teams is really forces you to be a better manager. And, and that's one of the big changes I've seen. Like I, I initially, when I was coaching, I was all coaching like people like myself, I was coaching people in corporate organizations mm-hmm. with people sitting next to them. And, you know, sometimes they have management responsibility in a right. building somewhere else, but, but it was always like everything was tied down, right? It, it wasn't people sitting all around, all around the world and, you know, sitting working at home or in a cafe or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that that's one of the biggest changes that have definitely come. And I've, honestly, I've been super lucky to be part of it because like yeah. the businesses I run is, is generally with location independent staff nowadays. So, yeah. And so when we do that, um, you know, we've got to go back to the fundamental principles. And so again, the, the principles are the same. Maybe the implementation is a little bit different. And um, I, I typically talk about that and speak to that as it relates to just human nature. And so we're, we're kind of focusing on the human nature more so than we are 
um, you know, maybe a, a cultural divide. So uh, share a couple of those points with us. You know, you talked about being able to trust people and give people responsibility. Um, when we are, are trying to effectively lead and manage the workforce around us, whether they're in an office 10 feet away from us or um, they're in, in a country uh, 10 hours away from us, what are a couple of those fundamental principles that we have to keep in mind to help lead an effective and develop an effective team? So, I mean, the, the first and foremost is people are people, right? I, I, I mean, fundamentally, everyone is different uh, to, mm-hmm. to, a, to, to an extent, right? Uh, most importantly, not everyone is like you, right? right. And I, I think yeah. that's the fundamental principle, right? I'm a, I'm a huge believer in, in sort of behavioral um, sort of designation to to the disk framework and and really using behavioral frameworks to understand how to be effective both with yourself and with other people around you mm-hmm. um, and and I use that really to help both me and and my team be effective with others right right um, because fundamentally like like you, you have this misconception that everyone's motivated by money. <laughs> Right, and reality is less than probably less than fifty percent of the people in this planet yeah. is actually motivated primarily by money. Right, right. Like I've had staff members that have actually I had a girl in my team who was offered to triple her salary to go work for somewhere else, and she said no. Like she didn't even come and discuss it with me. She didn't do, like she just said no. And yeah. the the thing is that there's definitely people where money is the prime motivation, right? right. But the, the thing is for a lot of people, that's not the case. And, and really learning to understand different types of people's motivations and drives and even communication styles, right? I mean, we're, we're sitting here having a verbal communication and, you know, some staff would be very uncomfortable having long verbal communications, right? It's right. not where they, it's not where they excel and it's not what they're best at and it's not how they prefer to communicate. Mm-hmm. And because of that, again, if you can get to know people and really get to know their sort of personal preferences, mm-hmm. that makes a huge difference, right? Like I, I have a big team now and I have every time something really important goes out, I have two people that I phone up and talk to verbally, mm-hmm. right? And it's because I know they are not people that read emails. Right, right. They have a mindset, a natural behavior mindset that says if it's important enough, he will call me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do, right? And everyone's like, oh, well, if they don't read your emails, you know, you should just fire them. And you're like, <laughs> Right. Great. Right. But the whole thing is you yeah. you need to learn to work with different people and you need to understand not everyone else work like you do. Right. Right. And I think that's sort of the, the primary driver behind my whole management framework. Right. Mm-hmm. It's really you're dealing with people, you're dealing with individuals, right? And, um, and, and, I don't, and I don't mean to interrupt you here, but I think that's invaluable advice that people really need to, I want everybody to let that soak in just a second um, because I'm sure you experience the same thing. One of the biggest um, complaints or, you know, sort of initial concerns that comes up is that when people come to us and they talk to us about an issue they're happening with an employee or problems they've had with hiring in the past, we immediately, you know, we are the hero in our own story. And so we constantly think that our way is the right way. This is the way it should be done. Why isn't in every, everyone else thinking about it the same way we are? And especially, and this is where I think this even more holds true, is when we're talking to an entrepreneur 
your mind works differently than the vast majority of people out there. So you shouldn't expect, in fact, frankly, you, you kind of don't want the people around you to think the same way you do. Otherwise, we're going to have a lot of ideas and some great visions and wonderful dreams and nothing's ever going to get done. And so we've, we want those people around us that aren't behaving and thinking the same way that we do. Um, and so I, I want to make sure people really take a second to let that soak in and understanding that the first thing you have to understand is that the people around you are different than you. That is not only okay, it's actually good. That's what helps make a team environment as opposed to a bunch of minions in a line that really may not be getting too much accomplished. So I want, I want people to really take that in, Mads. I think that's an excellent point that you're making, kind of the foundation of everything you're talking about. And, and, and I mean, fundamentally, one of the key things, it's not, for me, it's not just about if they're entrepreneurial or not, right? But the, the whole thing is you started the business, Right. You will probably forever know the most about that business, mm -hmm. right? When most people make the mistake is thinking others knows a lot more about the business than they do. Mm -hmm. Like I, I always use the same example, but if you've ever started a new job mm -hmm. on day one in a new company, you walk in and you're like, what's this? What's happening? <laughs> and someone's like, you get given some task and someone's like, oh yeah, it's on the shared drive. And you're like, what's the shared drive? Right? Like the thing is you, you have to start from ground zero. You literally have to assume sometimes that people absolutely knows nothing because mm. again, it's, it can be very difficult, whatever your expertise is, whatever it is you do, even within teams in your company, it can be very difficult to to look at what do I know versus what does other people know and understand, right? right, right. One of my fundamental team uh, tools from a management standpoint is is never ask, uh, never answer questions, hmm. right? And And what I mean with that is that most people to get stuff moving what what happened to a lot of business owners is their their SMSs, their Skype, their mm -hmm. Slack, wh whatever is constantly blinking with questions. They're constantly, should I do this or this? Should I do this or this? Right. And and my fundamental principle is, I don't answer questions. What I do when people ask me a question is that I ask them questions back. Yeah. Because the problem is when you answer questions, you one, take ownership, which means you take responsibility away from the person that you're answering the question for. Mm -hmm. And two, you're stopping their development and right. their learning and their understanding. Because what you fundamentally do is you, you basically, um, you, you basically train them to ask you when they don't know. Right. What you want to do instead is you want to train people to think about, mm -hmm. right? So every single time someone comes to me with a question, my reply generally will be, what do you think the possible options is here? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And my next question will be, which one do you think is the right option? Mm -hmm. And in 99.5% of cases, I will tell them to go do what they think is the right option. Yeah. Even if I don't agree. Yeah. And now, and okay. Is and I think so that's difficult. That's what I was going to say. I think that's great. So, uh, you know, the way that I talk, so I, you know, whenever I'm working with people and I talk about giving that autonomy and, um, you know, the freedom to succeed and the freedom to fail. And so let's talk about that for a second. 
And be sure to join us next week as we dive into these freedoms, as well as take a look with Mads on how we use personality assessments in our business. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so that you know exactly when that episode hits and you can hear the rest of this amazing conversation. Thanks for joining us on the Employer Blueprint Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show to receive the latest episodes. For more information on how Employer Blueprint can help build great teams in your business, visit EmployerBlueprint.com. Or to inquire about Kyle speaking at your next event, visit KyleGorman.com. And until next time, make it a great day. Thank you.